Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which police radio sent you. Get up up your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm on the internet, as always. I don't know why I keep explaining that I'm on the internet, because everyone's on the internet doing these at this time. But uh, I feel the need, I feel uh, compelled to tell people I'm not doing this in person. And the guests on this show have been on an episode of the podcast in person, but it was many years ago in the before time, and it was a very different format and different style. And so I'm happy to have you on now, because not only are you releasing new music, but you know, there's been a few years in there since we last talked that I kind of hoping to get some some background on what's uh, what's going on with the group uh, since then. So I think maybe the best way to start this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and identify, I guess, what you do in the group and maybe give a bit of background as to where the two of you are coming from musically. Sure, thanks. Yeah, we're uh, we're ghost twin. We're uh, here in, in Winnipeg making uh, synth pop, dark music, spooky music, dance music. However you want to describe that, uh, been doing that for a number of years now. Uh, my name's Karen, and I mostly I sing in the band. I play some guitar and contribute to the songwriting. Cool. Um, and I'm James. Um, I sing sometimes, and I do a lot of uh, work on the computer, and I twiddle knobs and occasionally play keyboards and sing. Cool. And also... Um, kind of put together our like live visuals and stuff like that, which is kind of a funny thing to talk about right now. But you know, it if is, we were to yeah. play live, we we would have live visuals. But well, yeah. I, and I guess maybe something to to, to sort of uh, frame everything is you know, like you said at the beginning, uh, it's kind of hard to define what you do. It could be synth pop. It could be you know, there's all these sort of genres that that fit it. H- how do you define it to someone who is you know, maybe you run into someone you haven't seen in a few years? Oh, you're playing music. What's sort of the Cole's notes quick way? to identify what it is you do because i think it's maybe not as obvious as a lot of styles of music where you can just say oh yeah i'm a country singer or you know i'm a hip-hop artist but you you have something a bit more um nebulous right if yeah explaining it to someone who really wouldn't have an idea i'd probably say it's dance music but more maybe influenced by halloween okay (laughs) that seems accurate for for sure yeah 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 so i like I said, it's been it's been years since uh, I had you on the show before, and I, I know you have our new record that that is in the works and is coming out very soon, and I definitely want to talk about that. But I think that uh, I'm just trying to think back to the last time uh, I talked to you, and I don't even think you had the previous ago. album, the previous album yeah. that came out. No. I, I don't think that was even in the works at that point. So, what has sort of been the trajectory of the band uh, over the past few years? Because it seems like you're getting more. I'm noticing your name more. I'm noticing, you know, I'm he- I'm hearing you more. Part of it's because I have the record that helps, but <laughs> but but just in general, like you seem to be uh, growing in profile, which is very cool um, over that time. So, what's sort of been the the path that you've taken, sort of over the past four or five years? Who you want to um, start with that? Yeah, well, I can't remember when we came on. Like it, I can't either. It was, it was probably 2014, 2015. Like, it's, it's been yeah. quite a while. Yeah. yeah. So we we got, we could have we might have just put out our EP. 
uh, it sounds right. Yeah. It's called Here We Are in the Night, and um, I don't, I don't know, like yeah, like I mean, when Karen and I started this project, it was just kind of like for us to something to do together and to have fun together. So yeah. it's kind of just kind of gone wherever it's ta- wherever it's taken us, and I think maybe we talked about last time probably we're just kind of. Oh yeah, we know we started this project. Maybe we should record some songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what do, what do yeah. we do with them now? Do we try to get it on a label? Like, do we try to get play at music festivals or something? So it's like, it's been kind of, I don't know, just it's like been exploratory. Yeah. Like, well, what do we feel like doing with yeah. this next? Right. And we right. just kind of come up with a some kind of wild scheme and what for? It seems to be more or less working out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, am I wrong in assuming? Am I right in assuming that your profile has risen a bit? I mean, it definitely seems like you are. Oh yeah. More more noticeable, you know, locally, and I'm sure beyond as well in terms of just your presence in the music scene. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. Yeah, I don't whatever, know. For, I don't... Whatever that means. Well, yeah, whatever that <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Take it as you as you will, right? But yeah. yeah. So okay, well maybe let's uh, focus on what you have coming up because I mean I, I, you have singles that have come out for this new record that's dropping in in June, right? And so uh, before we even talk about the music, I was looking at the, uh, the the images online of the artwork, and for such a visually oriented band, that seems like it's a fairly key part of of what it is that you do is the the, the visual aspect of the stage show, and it seems to be have been translated to the um, the album art as well. So what can you tell me about sort of the design of the package for this LP? Well, it was, it was kind of Karen's idea. Actually, I guess it was. Yeah, we were trying to figure out what we wanted. I was to... inspired by you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like uh, you can't really see um, if you're listening, I guess. Uh, but like on either side of us, we have two, like four big giant shelves of covered in VHS tapes. Okay. Like, what is this? <laughs> is it Ernest on that? Yeah. It's Ernest. Like, it's, why? Uh, why does he have this? It's. It's. You can watch this tape, and if you if you correctly count. The number of times he says Vern or know what you, know what, know what I mean. <laughs> know what I mean, yeah, yeah. And you write, write into uh, a PO box and you tell them how many times and you win ten thousand dollars. In so. what year though? Um, <laughs> it's got to be a few decades. Nineteen eighty-seven. Right, yeah. right. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the tape still exists. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I guess we were trying to figure out what to do, and Karen had this idea like, well, what if the back of the cover was a bunch of VHS tapes and we photoshopped like so that VHS tapes had the names of the songs yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's a someone's basement movie collection but yeah. there are song titles. Yeah, so we so I I went through all of them. I think I have about like 1500 or so okay. at the moment. I I sell them off a lot, but I so I'm in the middle of purging. But yeah. it's around there and I just like I was like okay, I was listening to the album. I was like okay, what does this song sound like? I was like this song sounds like Strobe, like this song sounds like Cyber Bandits. I like, I like, I like the the font. Okay, like, okay. Feels like that song. So I picked out like maybe five tapes for each song, and then Karen, I had Karen come up, and we when we kind of decided in different stacks, like okay, what, what looks good with what? Yeah, how does like that. How, how can we integrate these aesthetics of yeah. these different, like lost to VHS movies mm-hmm. into our album art? But it's but like like I guess it stems more from like I mean, like like we like I mean like there's a, a a bit of a purpose to this meaning to this madness like I, I I'll go through these with Karen and we'll like we'll kind of mine for little clips that like have a a certain imagery or a feeling that we want to convey with a song so when we're building ima- like live visuals for our, our 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 music we're kind of like looking to create this like series of like this montage that's like. Uh, you know, representing the kind of feelings or like the aesthetics or like the archetypes that are in the song. Okay. 
So it kind of came from there, and now it's it's just a bit more literal, I guess, on the back with like, you know, the VHS covers, and then and then we 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 use like a lot of analog processing to do our visuals, and so for like the album cover, um, I ended up like feeding it through this this box with a bunch of knobs to make it look all wacky and cool, that, and that's what we did for all the interior artwork and stuff like that too. Well, I guess the 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 aesthetic of a VHS too, it has a very '80s kind of vibe to it, and that that seems to definitely apply to what you're doing musically as well. Yeah, yeah, it just it just kind of felt a bit more honest too. Like instead of, um, like I like I like I love our last album artwork, like that image that Karen Asher uh, took. It's like a very cool cover. Yeah, spoke spoke volumes of like what I was what we were feeling when we made that record. But this one is just kind of this is just us and our like. I mean, what, are, what else are we gonna do right now? We like we can't really go anywhere uh to take photos so it's like let's, we just did it all at home it was a lot yeah. of fun that's cool well I, I, how does the i mean the visual thing is obviously a very important part of, of what you do as a group and like you were just saying you know the, the visuals are connected to the individual songs how difficult is it for you to to put out music that that just has the audio element is it hard to sort of uh, make that feel complete Without having the the visuals that accompany it, I mean, when you when you're listening back to a, something you've recorded, d- does it feel empty at all to you, or, or are you happy with sort of presenting it as just an audio only piece? I'm happy presenting it as audio only. I mean, it's uh, we've done different things in the past. It's, it is fun to incorporate the visuals as possible, like with the live show, with. Uh, We've uh, James made a, a lyric video recently that uses a lot of the visual elements from the live show okay. integrated, and uh, we're uh, hashing around the idea of making a VHS release of our album, which will kind of compound all of that.
guess your I guess your audience too is going to be people who probably have VCRs still, right? I mean, there's yeah. uh, <laughs> seems well, like wait, that, like yeah, yeah. That, that, like that was what we did with the first EP. We made a, a like a VHS release, and it was just our live visuals. But yeah, I mean, like with that, with our first when, when we first started, the the visuals were were a really important component of the music because when we, we were sa- we were sampling um, the visual, we were also sampling the audio of the visual. Like so, we we're sampling movie clips that have that have like some kind of percussive element, making beats out of those. Okay, and we don't really do that so much anymore. Yeah, we um, might take that up again yeah. down the road, but uh... yeah, but like before it used to be like very integral. So like hearing those sounds without the visuals, you know, ma- still made sense, but it made made more sense if you saw the the live show or the VHS release or something. Sure, but now it's not quite as important, I guess. How do you construct your songs? Is it is it completely collaborative, or is one person sort of bringing something? Because uh, I it, it strikes me, I may be wrong, that it seems almost like a split when you're listening to it in in terms of vocals here and then you know bleeps and bloops with with uh, electronics and computers over here. Is that accurate? And and, and how do those two come together? Uh, it really varies. Um, yeah, there's a we could probably we'd have to like take apart each song. And say we we probably have a pretty good idea of how it came together, and yeah, I'd say it's like it's probably split three ways. Like a third of the time, I'm bringing an idea to James to and, and saying here make sense of this, right. and then another third of the time, James comes up with something and also presents me with the same kind of a thing to dissect and produced uh, like that and okay. then uh, sometimes we'll just jam and come up with something together and probably happens about equally okay. each of those three ways yeah so, but i think like so, I, like depending on who's doing the vocals you might assume that um yeah that's kind like, of that, that person wrote, wrote that song and like that's that's totally misleading because it's that's not usually the case yeah. actually we definitely write songs <laughs> yeah. for each other to sing yeah okay okay is that is that difficult at all, or do you do you feel? I mean, I'm assuming you're comfortable enough with each other at this point that you can just fairly simply sort of you know create something for each other to to do. Or is it weird? Like, does it feel awkward Mm-mm. at all? Well, I mean, if I make something for James and he's like, "I there's this part of it that I'm just not into," then I'm like, "Okay, well, what should we do instead?" Like, right. we're pretty uh, we're we're pretty flexible with our ideas, and we trust each other's aesthetic. Yeah. Well, that's, that's you want to be able to do that, right? For sure, that's good. That's good. So I, I know you said earlier that uh, you know they're, 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 you did the artwork in house because pandemic's happening. You know you can't really go out and, and do anything else, and that's sort of an issue that's come up obviously for the past year and a bit with everyone I've interviewed is is how this situation the world is in right now has affected their creativity and their output and their ability to just go about their everyday lives as musicians. You're obviously able to be in the same room as each other and so i'm sure that has helped in terms of you know just being able to to create but what what kind of struggles have you faced during this weird time we're in as far as actually being able to to create and being able to make music Mm, yeah we've we have had a lot of lucky breaks like uh the trajectory i guess like we uh were putting everything together to start making this current album uh, in like January, February of 2020. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so, a while back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a while back. So yeah, that's when we like, we got like approval from the funding bodies to like, yes, you have some money to make this album. Great. And then 
March happened, and then it's like, oh, okay, well... We were going to record in March, I think. Yeah, we, we were actually yeah. going to record or, 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 in March. Or no, in April, yeah. Everything is completely locked down. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, I guess we were lucky that uh, last summer things relaxed for better or for worse for a while. Yeah, there's a brief window, right? Yeah. There was a yeah. brief window where the studio opened that we were able to get it recorded. Um, we worked with um, an out-of-town uh, producer to mix it, Valentin Huchon from uh, Montreal. And it didn't matter that we were not able to meet with him in person. We just were like using WeTransfer to get okay. that done. Yeah, but I guess otherwise we would have, we might have gone, we, we wouldn't have necessarily needed to go to Montreal to mix it with him, but that would have been fun. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Sure. Like, we, might have, we might have done that yeah. if we could, but yeah. Yeah. It, it was fine to not uh, have to include that. Yeah, I guess it just meant a bit more back and forth. Um, but 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 he but he got the sound mm-hmm. like he kind of nailed it like you know so it was it wasn't really that much back and forth at all it was just like a little you know nip, nips and tucks and nip, nip picking on our part but um, I don't think it would have gone any faster if we were there maybe it would have gone slower we might just annoyed him yeah yeah right right <laughs> so this is coming out on uh, artifact records right yeah well how, how did that uh, connection happen because they 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 put out the uh, the tunic record recently and mm-hmm. i just yeah. had david from tunic on my show too and they're not a local label so do they have some kind of winnipeg connection or how, how did you get uh, involved with mm, them I get, they kind of do hey? yeah yasik who runs the label or he co-runs the label with, with another guy jeremy he actually used to live in winnipeg okay okay um like a like long, a, time, long ago. time ago and our i think our, our friend jeremy pillipow who had a project called distorted memory now he does a youtube show um called black magic craft he, okay he was he was quite good friends with them, and they were giving him distribution for his music. I think, and I think we we just became aware of them that way, and we we knew like who else was on the label, and we're like, that's the label we'd like to be on. And we were playing a show in Toronto. Um, I think when we just like got maybe we had just got the money to record our last album, Plastic Heart, and we invited him to come, you know, just check 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 us out and meet with us, and so we ended up just hanging out with him and his wife the whole night and. Yeah, and that's kind of how that happened. Like, mm-hmm, I guess yeah. he, you know he liked yeah. what he heard and wanted to work with us, mm-hmm. and, and we realized we weren't insane people. And we were, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> it seems. Yeah, like they, oh, sorry. Go ahead. They released our last album as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, it seems like a very diverse label. Uh, just looking at the lineup on there, mm-hmm. and so I mean, even just with the, the the Winnipeg acts, like you know, you guys and and Tunic, I don't think that anyone listening to either of those artists would think that there's uh, any kind of similarity musically but what do you think it is uh, that um kind of meshes all the bands together on that label is there some kind of uh aesthetic that, that connects everyone or is it just sort of scattershot i think i think we can sum it up as something that we call the inner goth okay <laughs> it's music that just has some kind of element to it that would appeal to this person that either lives inside of you or who doesn't, but who's wearing a lot of eyeliner and sitting in a dark corner alone with a single candle. Right. Drinking right. red wine. And drinking right. red wine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, yeah. That uh, any of these bands will have something about them that would appeal to that person. And I guess yeah. some of them are more obvious than others, right? I imagine your music is maybe more directly appealing to that inner goth than, than maybe some yeah. of the other artists. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, listening to to tunic, I just like that kind of. There's like a darkness there 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Could could totally appeal to people with like tastes like that. Yeah, too. like I think it's it's like it's like a bit more plainly. It's like everything that's kind of like grown out of like post punk. You know, any every, all the kind of micro genres and sub genres that have grown out of there mm-hmm. uh, are are very well represented on, on that label. Yeah. Well, and I guess they're all offshoots of a, of a larger tree, anyway, right? I mean, mm. all of these things that came out around that time period are all interconnected in some way or another. Yeah. There you go.
obviously shows aren't happening now, and I assume that you would have liked to have a release show for your record when it comes out. Do you have any kind of uh, ideas on how to get around that, assuming the pandemic is still on, which it probably will be? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, we were talking about, at the very least, having a listening party. Like a, a virtual listening like party. Like a virtual yeah, yeah. listening like, party. Like, like, otherwise, it would just be us listening to our record alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we'll probably do as well. Right, but you can do that every day if you <laughs> want to. Right? every day yeah, if we yeah. want. Yeah. But no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cool idea. I guess it, it's so hard, right? Because, I mean, you know, has, has, it, has it been weird releasing music, the idea of releasing music when, when people can't necessarily access it the typical way? Because, I mean, you know, obviously the way people consume music is so different now than it was even five years ago, but the fact that you're releasing this physically, you're putting out an LP, you clearly want people to get, get get their hands on an actual copy and presumably sit down and listen to it side A to side B, start to finish, right? So does this whole situation we're in where, you know, you can't necessarily release it with a show or get copies of people hand-to-hand like you would have been able to do even two years ago, does that make it weird? Or are you okay with sort of the situation that we happen to be in? It, you have to accept it, right? So we, we accept it, but... It is, uh, it's a little depressing. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to actually, like, meet the people who are interested, and it's like, it's, it's a highlight of, of doing what we do, so it's uh, definitely a missed experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the, our last couple of release parties have been a bit wild, you know? Like, it's like, that's like the moment when everybody comes out to the show, and the mm. energy is really, really just, like, vibrating and pulsating, and... Uh, like I, I mean, I'm sure, like you know, you know what it's like to play music live for folks. Like, like, uh, like, like when you have that connection with them, and they're in the song with with you, yeah. you know, um, and and they and they they and they get uh, like some kind of like you know, um, you know, at some level they like they understand what what you're doing, and um, that's exciting, you know. And you get you, you everyone like both sides, like the performer and. the the person watching like get a rush from that yeah experience and now it's just like we even if we do a live stream it's just like us in our in our living room it's essentially like a practice but there's people watching you know apparently mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're saying things uh yeah watching the chat on twitch is kind of fun and, and an interesting like situation to be in but it's not the same yeah yeah mm-hmm. because you there's, there's very clearly a screen between the, between you and the audience yeah, you can't, yeah. can't get get past that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. What do you feel about the? Uh, I mean, just kind of back to the the way of releasing music. I'm mean, I'm glad to hear you're releasing an LP. I have the the other one on vinyl, the last one, and I'll probably you know pick up this one too. But um, a lot of people, the way that most people listen to music right now is streaming, or they listen to you know individual songs kind of picked out of an album, and, and there's no sort of uh, guarantee that someone's gonna pick up your project and listen to it as a cohesive start to finish unit does that how do you feel about that do you make a piece of music a record as something you want people to listen to as an experience mm. from, from the beginning to end or are you are the songs standalone ish enough that that it's okay if someone pulls mm. out track track five and then track one and then maybe jumps onto another band this one's unique like that because uh it definitely started out as as a collection of songs that were like kind of created as unique entities and we but then we spent a whole lot of time and careful attention in the track listing and uh it 
I believe it kind of grew into something greater out of that, and it can be enjoy. It would add more enjoyment to uh, listening to it uh, in that particular order, but at the same time, yeah, there. It's kind of a collection of unique songs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I would be great if, if some, if you know, if everyone listens to it from start to finish. Yeah, of course. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but I'm not, I'm not going to, we're not, we're not going to expect that either. I'm sure there's going to be some songs in there that some people love and some people have just never heard. You know, if, they, if sure. they've listened to one of the other songs a bunch of times and never heard mm-hmm. some, some other songs in there. But yeah, and they're different enough that there's probably going to be some that uh, certain people will either love them or hate them. Yeah. I guess it's, okay. out of, it's out of your hands anyway at that point, right? Because yeah. once it's out in the world, people can enjoy it, I guess, however they, however they choose yeah. to. Yeah, or not enjoy it. <laughs> or, or not. <laughs> yeah. 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 What are the actual details around the release? I mean, uh, again, obviously, there's no there's not a show happening because we're in this pandemic, but how, do, how can people get their hands on the record, whether it's digitally, whether it's physically, uh, once it actually comes out? You're you're the one who's really good at statistics and, and statistics. <laughs> I believe it's June fourth, yeah. where it's, when it's officially released. Currently, it is available for pre-order on Bandcamp. Our ghostwin.bandcamp.com would be the place to go for that. It's on, uh, and for people who want to stream the music, it's available any. Place where other, that happens. Every other place, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. When yeah. your streaming service of choice, you will find it there.
good thing about this being a podcast is, you know, it'll come out in a couple of weeks from when we're recording this and probably the pandemic will still be on. I can't see it not, hap- not happening, but someone could hear this a year from now. Someone could hear this, you know, six months from now and things may have changed by then. What's the best option to follow what you're up to as far as potentially playing shows once that happens again in the future? Uh, I don't know. We're, we post on Facebook and, and Instagram okay. quite regularly, you know? Well, when we have something going on, we don't just post pictures of our dog every day, but... Well, dog pictures are cool, too. Like, that's, yeah. that's also <laughs> acceptable, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. if you go there, you can f- figure out what we're doing. And Cool. Well, speaking of which, here she comes. Oh, right on. <laughs> Mine is hiding in the other side of the room, yeah. Right on. Um, and then the old the old records, are they are they still floating around out there, or can people still get their hands on the old stuff? Oh, obviously, digitally, it's it's available, but are there physical copies still available if someone... Oh, yes. Yeah, we've Come got... Come to our basement. Yeah, we've got... Uh, <laughs> um, well, there's no, there's no, none of the first EP, but we have like a few of of one color in the last one, and then uh, quite a few of the other one. Cool, um, cool. So, yeah. So I guess people should just contact you if they want to, or Bandcamp is the way to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both available on Bandcamp. Oh, right on. It's so dark in the background there that I can see the dog, but uh, yeah, but barely. <laughs> right on. Just barely. It's yeah. Just too dark. No, that's cool. Mine is mine is the same, but like five times bigger. But <laughs> yeah. So, very cool. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing. I'm glad you're putting on this record. Um, it's it's. It, I'm I'm always happy to hear people still releasing stuff during this awkward time because uh, you know a lot of people have just canceled it and decided to postpone things until whenever, right? So it, it's nice to see that uh, you're among the artists that are still going to be putting out music, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. There's a few singles out now that people can hear, I guess, on Bandcamp and on all of the other right. services. And yeah, ha- sorry, Jackie's pulling out oh. all of my things. <laughs> <laughs> there go the headphones. <laughs> right on. Cool. 